Welcome back to Bible Love. We are kicking off numbers, and today um, you're hearing this on Thursday, but we're actually recording on Wednesday because sometimes that's how the magic happens. And so with that, we are, for our prayers, going to pray Wednesday's table blessing from Every Moment Holy. It's a collection of liturgies uh, that Mary Balfour and I both have these books and use them. So this is the table blessing for Wednesday. O Christ, who emptied himself for us, give us today the gift of humility so that we would realize a true thankfulness for things we too often take for granted. We would remember and thank you today for these most precious gifts, for life and for breath, for shelter, for all meals, and for a span of days in which to live and choose what use we would make of our time. Give us grace to make wise investment of the days you have given us this week, that by our thoughts and words and actions, we might love you well. As we pause at this cresting of the week, guide us, O Spirit of God, in a brief and sober reflection on our daily stewardship and habits. Guide us, O God. Search now our willing hearts. Amen. Amen. watching this on YouTube, you will notice that Alan has on his collar. He's all fancy today. There's some ordinations happening tonight and he's ready is to the, Is this the first time one of us has worn a collar on one of these? <laughs> yeah. I don't ever wear a collar. Really. What does that say about us? As I don't know. <laughs> we never yeah. wear collars. Uh, but Alan's all fancy and he's showing you what a tab collar looks like. Show yeah, Alan for everybody to see. Oh, he's here's eating. the tab. It Go comes on. out back on. Oh, this is exciting. So you should go to YouTube and so you can see all of this. Um, but anyway, uh, I just thought that was funny and I would point that out. Um, I don't know about you, Alan, but I think I know this about you too. Um, you put together this wonderful reading plan for us for numbers and a couple of friends have gathered on that with us and it's like an eight minute devotional on a specific chapter of numbers and then you read that devotional or you read that scripture and then you um, sort of comment where God is speaking to you in that day or whatever. And for me, it has been a great daily practice in the morning. It's the, one of the first things I do. And then I really like reading what other people in the group have said and sort of, um, and some of this scripture and numbers as it was in Leviticus, it's hard. It's really hard. Or it's like, what are they even talking about? I mean, today I was like, my gosh, never, never do I want to be in this particular group because they did weird things. Um, so I'm saying all this to encourage you all to join us in this. Um, Alan put it on our Facebook page. I'm sure he can put it on the, um, the show notes for today. We just think this is um, an even another way that we can just continue to dig deeper in scripture and also broaden our community. Don't you think, Alan? 
Absolutely. Yeah. The other people commenting, I don't know any of them. Maybe you They're all my friends. Yeah. They're all your friends. Mm -hmm. I am the only guy commenting. And so yesterday's, uh, yesterday was uh, Numbers chapter five, I think. And there was all these punishments and we'll get to this in a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. all these punishments for if a woman commits adultery. <laughs> and I, as the guy was like, uh, that's patriarchy. Yeah, because right. What about the guy? Because yeah, it, yeah. it takes two to tango. It definitely uh, does. And we were all is, about that. But it is interesting to hear other folks, right? Like y'all hear from us all every week. Um, and so it's interesting to hear other folks reflect on scripture and to see how that will inform our conversation. Yeah. Like as we go through and see what, what listeners, what friends are saying about scripture, how does that shape what we talk about when we get to that passage? Well, and I hope we'll use it today. In fact, I pulled it up um, sort of to be ready when we had the conversation. So today we are, you know, last week we had the fabulous Dr. Tony Hopkins give us a great overview of numbers. I learned so much. I'm sure Alan did too. Um, we love you, Tony, and we'll have you back again and again, I'm sure. But today, what we really wanted to do was get through the first two chapters of the book of Numbers, right? So chapter one and chapter two. And both of these chapters um, sort of center around the census. It was the first census that happened um, in Israel. And then the arrangements of the tribes um, around the tent of meeting. Um, and I told Alan before we started, I'm really scared because um, there's like all these names and I'm, I'm really bad at pronunciation and I'm, I'm scared I'm going to mess it up, but let's, let's just dive in um, to the first, um, the first chapter um, of numbers, which really is sort of the setting up and the order that God is giving us of these particular tribes. And you said something really cool on the app. You said, um, it's interesting to see this is how the 12 tribes started, right? This is how we get that number 12. And that's kind of cool. I don't know that it was in, I knew that it was in numbers. I mean, who knows? So what do you think? Yeah, I think, um, it's really interesting. These are parts of scripture that are easy to skip because the names, right? Like you think of Matthew, who reads Matthew chapter one, right? Cause it's so-and-so begat so-and-so. Although I'll link to the show notes. There's a song by Andrew Peterson called Matthew's begats. Yeah. So it's part of a whole thing called behold the lamb of God. And when we get to, to that, to the Christmas story, um, like I can talk more 2050 when we get, to yeah. Um, but behold the lamb of God is like my family's favorite thing every year. Like we've been to the show every year, different places, but there's a song where that Matthew chapter one is put to music. And so my kids know who begat, who begat, who begat, who begat. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really great. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, but it also, right. Like these names are important. Um, because they show a lineage, they show where we come from. Our names are important, right? Like to me, the name Bentrup means something, right? Because it tells me who I come from. It tells me my people. And for these, the names of the tribes, they're important because that's their ancestors. That's who they come from. And then as we get through scripture, I'm from the tribe of X, 
you're from the tribe of Y. It becomes a marker of who you are. And we'll have some chapters where it says these people have to do these things. And like today's was really weird because they could never cut their hair and do all these things. Um, so I think, right, like this is essential for our identity is who we are as people, not necessarily who we are as the people of God, although that's part of it. But this shows me that God is concerned with who we are as people in community with other people, right? Like it's not just we belong to God, which we do, but we also belong to a clan. We belong to a group of kin. Yeah. And um, I think that's super important. Like I agree with you, like who we are and our identity and, and, you know, my maiden name, Van Zant. I mean, like, and my married name, Dunlap, all of those, those things are really important to me. But I also think about how we can create our own tribes and our own family. Um, Alan has uh, heard me say this before. Alan and I think of each other as family. We are each other's family in the Bible love world and in life. And sometimes families are not exactly what we want them to look like, right? But then we create some uh, some magic and some god godly community in that and to me that's how god works right he puts the people that need to be in your life where they need to be at the time they need to be there and we're all family just like last week's gospel um again alan preached a really good sermon on this um about mothers and brothers and sisters and how we're all family um and that's important and so god was doing something really special in this this first chapter of numbers setting these families up these tribes up um so that that they will know where they belong and where their leadership is. And um, that's important. And it's cool, I think. Um, do you want to say any of these tribes' names? Sure. I'll kind give of... it a go. And so so here's the trick that I learned when I was a lay reader um, okay. that my priest told me. If you go up there and you say it like you mean it, yes, no one else knows. That's right. And so just own it. Whenever you like stumble and try to guess and whatever, that's when people are... That's when people will notice if you just go and just go with it. I totally um, agree. Folks buy in. And first, before we get to that, right, like um, I think Dr. Tony referenced this, but like the book of numbers is what we call it. Um, but our brothers and sisters and other traditions call it uh, the wilderness or in the wilderness. And that comes from chapter one, verse one. Yeah. The Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness. So in the Hebrew tradition, this book is called in the wilderness. And so we call it numbers because it has census and, and all of that structural number stuff. Right. Um, but in the wilderness, because sometimes absolutely. you're in a wilderness kind of place and we, we kind of want to jump to not be in the wilderness, but maybe that's okay. Um, I think that's when we learn and we grow and we change when we're in those wilderness moments, kind of searching, God, where are you? I need you. Um, I'm kind of learning right now that wilderness moments are not as bad as I think they are because I learn and grow a lot in those. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we all know the Hebrew people um, spent time in the wilderness as they were looking for the promised land. That's here in the book of Numbers, right? The Numbers has like, I didn't really have a conceptual idea of what it was. That's what it is. And there's even a, I'll show this and I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, it's decidedly for women. Like it even says like ladies and things like that. But uh, it's uh, Lauren Chandler, who's in Dallas, Texas. 
has a Bible study called With Us in the Wilderness. And so as we get to the wilderness passages, we'll talk more about what that means for God to be with us. Well, Al, um, I, I just want to stop you right there. I just really want to praise you for getting into your feminine side yeah. with numbers, with the Lauren Chandler book that I encourage you to get and the numbers at Bible app on the phone on all the women. Good job, friend. We are proud yeah. of you. <laughs> well, I grew, I'm the baby in my family. I have two older sisters. sisters right? Um, and so I'm used to being the only guy. Mm -hmm. around. You're doing so, well. Yeah. So let's get started. Um, Numbers chapter one, or of the wilderness chapter one. The Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness in the tent of meeting on this day. He says, take a census of the whole congregation of Israelites in their clans by ancestral houses, according to the number of names, every male individually from 20 years old and upward, everyone in Israel able to go to war. Then you and Aaron shall enroll them company by company. A man from each tribe shall be with you, each man the head of his ancestral house. These are the names of the men who shall assist you. And then, then it goes in and it lists the tribe, like the ancestral tribe, and it lists the man who is called to lead from that tribe. So this is 12 elders, right? Like, which becomes a thing, which is still a thing in some church polity, elders, right? It goes back to this right here. So from Reuben, Eliezer, from Simeon, Shalumiel, from Judah, Nashon, from Issachar, Nathaniel, from Zebulun, Eliab, from the sons of Joseph, um, from Ephraim, from Manasseh, from Benjamin, from Dan, from Asher, from Gad, from Nephthali. These were the ones chosen from the congregation. So here we have the names, and some of them we recognize, right? Judah, Benjamin. Those are tribes that we hear about. Those are tribes that still resonate in our Christian thought. And then the other tribes, which we don't hear so much about today, but but that goes here. And so these are the ancestral homes, right? It's kind of like Harry Potter houses. So maybe like maybe if we knew technology, we could come up with one of those online quizzes where you answer things. I'm like, right, which, I love it. Which, which tribe of Israel? And may, I'll look and see. Maybe there is one of those quizzes. I'd love to know that. Which tribe of Israel? Just so like you can know, like if I'm um a Slytherin, not saying I'm a Slytherin, yeah. but maybe I'm from the house of Gad. You never know. We you never know. Interesting. Yeah. So what do you hear in this list of names that we can't pronounce? Well, I, first of all, you did a great job. Thanks for doing that. Um, yeah, I do recognize some of these names and um, I do very much appreciate the lineage and the heritage that's here and an understanding of that. Um, I think it would be easy to just skip right over and, um, and, and not engage in it. But, you know, here at the Bible of podcast, we try to not do that. Um, we try to really, really engage. Um, and I think, um, there's something for us here as in this preparation in this, that God was sort of putting these tribes together and thinking about that. How do we do that? How do we put our tribes together? How do we put the people around us that we need to be around us? I mean, God is obviously a fan of that, right? And how, how can we surround ourselves with who needs to be in our lives at what time and what place? Um, and I think as it keeps going, you know, with Moses and Aaron sort of engaging these men and getting them registered, um, 
getting them, their descendants all set up. And it keeps going. The descendants of each um, clan is described through chapter one. Um, and, and we learn a little bit about them and um, who's able to go to war and who's not 20 years old. Who's you have to be 20 to do that. Um, so, you know, just the specifics that are often there in the old Testament that we've heard many, many times again is here, which is kind of not shocking to me. That's sort of how God does it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you commented in the, the app and the reading plan that the importance of preparing for the journey and that struck with me, right? Like I, I typically want to like go to the journey. And right. so I would skip this stuff and just get to the narrative, right? get to when they're walking with God and all of that, but like figuring out how they're structuring themselves. Um, they're still learning, right? They're becoming a people. They're becoming a tri tribes. They're becoming a community. How are we going to structure themselves? We got that in Leviticus. This is how you're going to legally and societally structure yourself. Numbers, we're going to get some more of that. And all that's important because you can't get to the other stuff. Like you can't get to the narrative without the structure and the system, and the setup. And another thing, you know, I was reading this. I was reading one of my um, Old Testament books from seminary and it pointed out and I wouldn't have picked up on this. I don't think there's like 600,000 people that are named in this count, 600,000 men. Um, and then in a couple chapters in chapter three, I think it counts the, um, what was, let me find it in chapter three. It counts the number of firstborn sons, right. uh -huh. which, which is only like 20,000. And so like just doing math, if you've got like 600,000 people total and this number of firstborn sons, um, then each family would have had like nearly 30 sons, not counting the, the number of daughters they might have had. And so, right, like then there's the question. Alan, what if you had 30 sons? No. Um, you got two and that's, I have, I have two and that's two, too many some days. <laughs> and I have none. So I, I just can't imagine. I mean, I know they, that procreation and continuing the generations was like a big part of this time and they were creating the nations. I understand that, but oh my God, I think about those poor women giving birth 30 times. <laughs> yeah. And so there, there's a question of, is that something that did happen? In which case that's a completely foreign concept to us. Yeah. Like, Right. Like they would, they would have their own TLC show. Right. right? <laughs> or is it, is it people who are trying to capture something that's like, there's not really 600,000. Right. Like maybe it's just a huge number and they're just trying to express because right. Another thing about like, you know, biblical criticism is, and not like criticizing the Bible, but understanding and thinking deeply about it. Criticism um, is, they weren't writing newspaper articles about facts and figures, right? Like exactly. Even the narrative parts, right? Like it's not a historical textbook. And so the scribes and the oral storytellers, they would take some liberties and they would, when they're trying to talk about a big thing, they throw out some crazy big number. And so maybe this is an instance where we don't need to look at it as, Oh, there were 600,000 people. But, oh, there was a lot of people. I think that's a really, really good point. We really get caught up in like what we read. Right. We get we just think, oh, well, that's it. That's what it's what's said on yeah. the paper. Um, and and really what we need to do is critically think 
and, and use our brains um, when doing this and, um, and processing. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I went back and listened to an old episode this past weekend. And I don't remember, remember if you remember if I said this or not, but I think I did um, when I was in seminary saying to my seminary professors, like, who are um, Cain and Abel's children? Like, who are their wives? I need to know, like, all this historical information. And my seminary professor, Jane Patterson, who I hope you're listening, Jane, would be like, really? Do you really need to know all that? And I think that's sort of the same concept as we are here in numbers. Like, yeah, the number is here, but is that really what happened? And does that even matter? Yeah. You know, does that even matter? What does matter is this order that was set up, these tribes that were set up, and that they are still could possibly we could all link ourselves back to these. And that's so cool. I, I hope you find that app or whatever you were talking about. Yeah, I've looked for it or as we've been talking. And the ones I found are from some pretty uh, shady websites. So maybe I won't link to any. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. So let's talk about chapter two yeah. just a little bit. Um, and so again, we get more into this order um, and they're getting set up in their camp. Um, they're going to march. Um, all the leaders of all the tribes get very specific um, instructions, um, which I think is good. I wanted to go to um, our app on, so this would be day three if you're on it. Um, one of my dear friends, Ashley Davis, um, put on here, our God is a God of order. And I think that is so true. We, as people crave that structure and that meaning, and maybe they did too. Maybe they really craved that. And, and we're looking for someone to say, this is how this works. And this is how we're going to do this. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think like when you're there, they're setting up a neighborhood, right? And so this is a master, this is the master planned community, right? Like the, you know, these folks are to be right around, the Levites are to be right around the tent of meeting, which is in the center. And then to the east, you've got these people, to the west, you've got these, and you've got all these different things that to me, they're master planning how they're going to to live. And so that makes it easier, right? When there's that structure, when there's those boundaries, it's kind of like with the laws in Leviticus here, it's geographic. It's here's literally where you're going to set up your camp. They don't have to worry about that. That's been provided yeah, by God. And God is at the center of all of it, right? Yeah. And as just as God said, should be at the center of our lives um, and everything we do. And so I think God is making a, a wonderful example here of I'm at the center. And at the very end of this chapter, um, it says, um, I'm at verse 34, the Israelites did just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So they probably really were grateful to not live in that chaos and to have some structure and some being in there. I want to go back to one point um, before we finish up for today. Um that Alan brought this up on, on the um, numbers app. And I really hope y'all get involved in this because this has been really good. Uh, but the Lord spoke to Moses is how we start chapter one out. And then we start chapter two, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. And sometimes don't we wish we could hear that real clear calling of the Lord spoke to us. So 
Alan, my like question for the week or thing I'm going to ponder is where is the Lord speaking to me today? Even when I don't hear a very clear message, right? Um, but where do I hear it in my heart? Where do I feel that? Um, what feels right? What feels good? Um, so for me, from those two chapters, um, the Lord speaking, I, I really want to try to identify that a little bit more. Yeah. And I think for me, um, the idea of the ancestral houses is resonating with me right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I get that for some people, that's not an easy um, thought. Um, like there's generational trauma in people's lives and there's difficult family situations. And there's a lot to where you don't want to remember your ancestral house, in which case, like, what is it that helps you with that? But for me, I want to think about who are my people um, that I come from? Mm -hmm. And how has that shaped me? What does it mean to be who I am yeah. as part of my ancestral tribe? I love that. I love that. Um, you know, next week is basically a dream come true for you. Um, because we finally got him to say yes. Yeah, Jimmy finally got him. is joining us next week. And um, Alan's been working super hard on this. I'm really going to come into this as the referee. Um, that's going to be my role um, in next week, but we're going to talk about um, numbers three and four, maybe five. Um, and I'm excited, Jimmy, that you're joining us. And um, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you saw today, we have a awesome list of guest speakers. There are guest, um, guests that are going to be on the podcast this summer. Jimmy is one of them. Uh, Nicholas Beasley, um, the right Reverend Brian Cole, um, the Di Bishop of the Diocese of East Tennessee, Alexis Carter Thomas, Furman Buchanan, I mean, and probably more. And then, of course, you'll get to spend time with the lovely Alan Ventra and myself. Um, so we are super excited about what is ahead this summer. And we just want you to keep going on the journey with us, plug in in any way you can, share this podcast with your friends and family, get the word out because we believe what we're doing is good and we do it to glorify God. So remember that we love you and most of all, God loves you. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>